Turn my headphones up. Louder. What's up? New studio, new digs. We Gucci. What you need? What you need? I got what you need. What you need? What you need? What you need? I got what you need. Yeah, we got the man cave. Hello, 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 white America, assassinate my character. Money matrimony, yeah, they tryna break the marriage up. Who gon' act phony or who gon' try to embarrass you? I'ma need a day off, I think I call Ferris up. What up, my glip glops? Had a mula, but I switched it for a mele, cause I'm richer. And prior to this shit was moving freebase. Had a conference with the DJs, yeah. Puerto Rico three days. Polly with the PDs, now they got that shit on replay. What's up, what's up, homie? <laughs> I'm in pajamas, but I just get off the PJ. And last party we had, they shut down Prevay. Ain't that where the heat play? Niggas hate ballers these days. Ain't that like LeBron James? Ain't that just like D-Wade? Wait. What you need? And welcome back to the Small Market Insecurities Podcast. It's your boy Phil Razor. We're finally all three back in the room. Episode 44. We got the whole crew here once again, joined by the co-host of Chaos, Sky Ball. Sky, how we doing? What up, my Blum Kings? Mm. Also, once again, joined by the guy you love to hate, the resident stack guy, Nate. Nate, how are we doing? Oh, episode 44. Wouldn't this be the Brian Bosworth episode? Could the be. Boss. The Boz. The yeah. Boz. It's just showbiz, baby. Maybe, so. that, maybe that's why he was so bad in the NFL, because he couldn't wear the number. Maybe. That's true. You know? Well, that and maybe I mean, it was because he was with the Seahawks when they were Treshamundo. Yeah, and then he got his career ended by Bo Jackson, and that was pretty much the end of him. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I'm stupid. I was going to say Herschel Walker, but he was 34. Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, 40, well, I can go with the Adam Dunn episode if you want to. Yeah, who else is another great 44? Eric Davis. Eric Davis. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to think. Uh, My mind goes to base. A, we're missing a big one. My mind goes to base. Well, Robert Reynolds on the 2002 Buckeyes was number 44. Yeah. So. I feel like there's some good basketball 44s that we are totally omitting right let's now. Look. And, let's look. Was uh, it Joe Johnson or was, is he 77? Uh, that I don't Oh, well, how about Jerry West? Oh, oh yeah. Shit. Jesus yeah. Christ. That'd be a really good one to mention uh, for a good 44. Yeah. Yeah. Lunatic. Maybe go, maybe go there. Um, before we hop into it, boys. Also, real fast, next episode we do, it's the 45 episode. It's got to be MJ coming out of retirement. We could also make it the Archie Griffin episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hometown yeah. kids, man. Well, yeah. for the graphic, I'll tell you what, I'll patch MJ and, Ar- and Archie in the same one. We can do that. So... Hey, MJ did end his career in a small market. Respect. Exactly. Um, on this date in sports history, I, I saw this, and this was Banana Lands. 1994, Charles Barkley dropped 56 points in a playoff game on this date, and he had 38 points in the first half. Jesus. It's, it's a travesty that man never got a ring. It really it is. is. I mean, well, he's technically, if you count the donuts he's eating, he's got a ton of rings. The, of the round mound of rebound. The round mound of rebound. <laughs> There's a... There's a, there's a joke on TikTok. There's a sound that people use, and it's, who wants a boring girl when you can have a girl eat donuts off your boner? Oh, my God. And I feel, wow. like, I feel like that would be a Charles Barkley kink, you know? Probably. Definitely. Yeah. Dude, if you like... take him and Shaq into Buckeye Donuts, they'd fuck that place up. <laughs> it would close. Yeah, they'd eat him out of donuts. They'd, they'd, <laughs> they'd eat that eat... city out Pots, donuts. Donuts. <laughs> oh, my God. That's I, another merch idea. I think Portland might be the donut capital of the United States, or San Antonio. It's one of the two. I remember seeing it on the Food Channel like years I, I ago. I would argue Portland. 
Portland's like food truck capital, so donuts are pretty easy to make in a food truck. It's yeah, fried yeah, dough. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. So, guys, we have a lot of NBA, a lot of NHL, a lot of MLB. Some Celtics NFL. are coming back. Why do you want that? That goes against everything our podcast I believes I don't want in. it, but I know it's going to happen. I disagree. The wise Oracle Sky is telling right now. He's rubbing his, his third eye. Exactly. Don't ask where that's located on his well, body. Actually, funny story, it's located on my penis. <laughs> funny thing about my back is it's located on my cock. <laughs> Um, so the Bucks took game one against the Celtics, 101-89. Um, They're up 12-3 right now. Are they? Well, yeah, the Celtics are up, yeah. Very early. Giannis, 24, 13 rebounds, 12 assists, another playoff triple-double for Giannis in this yep. game. Uh, it's par for the course. Bobby yep. Bobby Portis, 15-11, and 11, and then you look at Drew Holiday. He came up one board shy of a double-double, 25-9. and nine. Yep. They get so much productivity up and down this lineup, and I think it may be the hardest thing to do in sports is to repeat. Yeah. But it's it's not because of the pressure as much. I think it's because you play so late in the season. You yeah. play so many more games than everybody else does. Well, and that's that's the thing too. Like I was gonna say, like why I think the, another reason I think the Celtics are gonna take this one is because of the hangover from the championship last year. That's very possible. It's, 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 I mean, look at Golden State when the Cavs beat them in 2016. They had won in 2015, coming off a championship. It's mm-hmm. that it's that hangover that they caught them. Yeah. Well, and they also blew a three-one lead. <laughs> uh, never forget, Golden no. State blew a three-one lead. Never, never forget. So, I'm curious. Yeah, I almost got arrested that night. I'm not surprised. Flipping that smart car, remember that shit? Smart car. Uh, Sorry f- about it. Hey, uh, this is all speculative. For anybody listening out there, this is all hypothetical situations that may or may not have happened. Sky could have easily been lucid dreaming. He was I did a so, lot of acid back then. He was so <laughs> ecstatic about the Cavs winning. So we cannot confirm nor deny that actually. I happened. see a lot of tabs. <laughs> I was probably just tripping. That's fair. So all right, let's go around the room here. We'll start with you, Sky. So you think the Celtics come back, Nate? I think so. I think it's well. I think it's. I, I think it'll be a seven-game series. Do you have any other thoughts or opinions on this? Because no, I think I think Boston's run's going to be short-lived, and that. Uh, Milwaukee's going to pull through in this one. I think Milwaukee wins in six because we need a rematch of Milwaukee and the Suns, but we'll get there. I think Milwaukee. And I'm not, I'm not rooting for the Suns. I just think we may damn well see a rematch. I think we're going to see Celtics Miami, and I think Miami's going to be a buzzsaw. They're just going to cut the Celtics down. And then who, who would. Well, well, we'll get to the West in a little bit. We'll, yeah, get, yeah. we'll get there. But yeah, no, that's fair. Miami's been incredible too. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just. I always like. The fact that Giannis signed, man, that just makes my small market hard. So happy. Let's go to a game I didn't like. It made your small market hard. I was like, well, that works too. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what? I prefer dyslexic girls. They think it's bigger than it is. Oh, my God. Or chicks with tiny hands. (laughs) What, Kenny Pickett's mom? Yeah, if you're under (laughs) 5'3", holla at your boy. So, so it's like you're holding a fire hose. Wow. One wow. I'm, one I'm, wow. So one, I, my goodness. Can't help but I got a hammer. One I'm really sad about was the fact that the Grizzlies lost by one to Golden State, 117-116. Tough scene. What you, um, well, what's your what's your take on that? Who do you think is coming out of that series? Logically. Golden State in seven. But in my, seven? But, oh, yeah. I'm looking at the numbers. Dude, Job was one rebound shy of a triple-double. Jaron Jackson went 33-10. and 10. They're getting some of theirs. I mean, no. It, they came up one point shy. They're getting out the mud. They came one point shy. Desmond Bain needs to be better. Nine points, one board, one assist is not yeah, good that's enough. Garbage. That's not good enough Maybe for Desmond Bain. I'm, I'm going to stick with the Grizz. I'm not going to throw right. shame on them. I think they're there. I'm not throwing shame on them. You asked me, I know, what, you I asked me not, what my, heads, no, my head was saying versus... I didn't say that you were throwing shame. My heart says the Grizzlies. My head says Golden State. My head wants... Or my heart wants John ja Morant to lift the Larry O'Brien trophy oh, and bring a title to a city that has one 
and one professional franchise. Yeah. My mind's at the highest no, level. My body's telling me yeah. <laughs> my mind's telling me no, but my body, my body is telling me yes. There we go. Somebody signed Sky to a record deal. For real though. Um, it's a boy on a track when he spit that high fire. <laughs> um, I'm great at ad libs. I don't. I don't necessarily think that Memphis played a poor game. Obviously not, but. I, th- I, I think the big thing is they're going to have to steal one in Oakland now. Um, wherever the hell they are. They're in Oakland, aren't they? Isn't that where Golden State's located? For now. Yeah, for for now. now, yeah. For now. They'll be in Vegas soon enough, probably. Just like the A's. No, they're, no, they're, they're getting an arena in San Francisco. Uh, yeah, I, I, they're was just, stay in the I was just kidding. Oh, great. They're going to make it even more impossible to live in the Bay Area. Good yep. for them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Full house my ass. Let's just say for the sake of argument, right? The Grizzlies win this series, just for the hell of it. We're going to get to the other series. Grizzly Suns? Could you imagine? Suns are going to manhandle them. If they're fully healthy. Let's get over to that series, shall we? So the Suns took care of the Mavericks in game one. 121-114. And Booker's back. That's big. Cause that's Chris, my boy. Uh, uh, that's my dog. Uh. Chris Paul was looking tired in that series. Oh, yeah. In that last series. Chris Paul was dragging a little ass trying to carry that team onto the next round with, with Booker out. I will say, though, Bridges has been a godsend for the Suns yep. in the absence of Devin Booker. Yep. He played out of his mind Smiles in that series. Brother, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, but you got to wonder if they, I mean, great for him. He's stepped up and he's really filled that you know void that, they, that Six Devin, of the year. Yeah, that Devin Booker left. But how much longer can that continue in this you know, as you continue. I mean, if he's anything like his brother, dude, like. forty. He played 42 minutes in this win over Dallas, led the team, 13 points, seven boards, four dimes. I mean. Yeah. Balling. You know, Devin Booker, 23, nine boards, eight assists, eight and 25 and eight. Chris Paul added 19. Cameron Johnson added 17. And the Suns, the problem with this, that everybody's going to have with Phoenix, they're so balanced. The Suns are so fucking balanced, guys. You know, like mm-hmm. top to bottom. In this in this first game of the series, they had six guys in double figures, and that's because Cameron Payne came one point shy of seven guys in double figures. Yeah, Aiton was a monster in the paint. Yeah, dude, I've said this what months ago. I'm like DeAndre Aiton, dude, he's gonna be a dog. And oh, he's he's, he's there. Like last he season, he was an animal, and he's just continuing. He's picking up he's right a, where he, he left off last year. I mean, my favorite player on that team, obviously, is Devin Booker. But a yeah. very close second, no disrespect to CP3, is DeAndre Ayton. That dude's going to be a stud yeah. for a long time. <laughs> they have JaVale McGee. I didn't even know that. Yeah, well, he's... <laughs> I'll, I'll admit my ignorance on the depth of the Suns bench, given that we live on the East Coast and we don't always watch you know, West Coast basketball. We see the highlights. But, yeah, I did not realize JaVale McGee was playing for... Uh, also, imagine if Tory Krug played for uh, the Coyotes. They'd have Tory Craig and Tory Krug in the same city. Yeah. Hashtag wordplay, hashtag cunning linguist. Um, Jesus. Suns end up playing the Grizzlies. Just for the sake of debate on social media, and guys, follow us at Small Market INS on Twitter, Small Market Insecurities, TikTok, Instagram. Let us know if you agree or disagree on this take. We'll go with Sky first. If we get a Suns-Grizzlies finals, what are we looking at? Suns in five. Suns in six. Yeah, I gotta take I gotta take Suns and Six as well. I just don't yeah. think it can go full length series. I just don't think Memphis has Memphis, the. Uh, I think they're just a little outmanned and outgunned. Definitely. Ja would have to put on a 
I would say Herculean to use a real word, but let's go to the NBA, a Jamesian effort yeah, no, dragging his team. Say, he was gonna, he's going to have to go full LeBron. Yeah, he'd have to put in a Jamesian kind of shift in that series to t- take them to the finals. Now, if they get lucky and the Mavs win, I think they can beat the Mavs in six. The Grizzlies can. The Mavs are... The and I think team that they hang around, they get in the playoffs, and they, they get out in the first they, round. They won their first playoff series since they beat LeBron in the Heat in 2011. That was yeah, last I'm round. It's yeah, been, it's been 11 years since they won a playoff like, series. Exactly. Like, like they're, they're just not built for it right now. Like they got Luka, but that's about it. Yeah, I mean, they've had some contributions. Um, I'm looking up and down. Like, Luka had 45, 12, and 8. But other than that, man, yeah, it's... It's very up and down with who... with uh, Jalen Brunson scores, but, like, that's really about it. Now, let me ask you this one. Nate, we'll start with you. Suns, Golden State, what do you got? I'm still taking the Suns. I just think that there's still a lot of firepower on the Suns team, and I don't know if um, Golden State has the has someone that can compete with Aiden down low. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's the big thing for me. Yeah, used to be JaVale McGee and other teammates. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I would take the Suns in seven. Because they beat up on him this this regular season, but you're getting playoff staff. I'm taking the Golden State Warriors. If it's against the Suns, okay. Yeah, that's fair. I think the Warriors won it all. You know what? I would love to elaborate on that right now, but I think we should wait until we actually get to the conference finals. Yeah, well, I told you, East to get there. is going to be uh, Miami and uh, in Boston. In Boston, that's where. You're, yeah, you're going. You're going big market. I know. I'm, I'm fucking Judas over here right now, but I, my, my, Shame. Head, my head is telling Shame. me Shame. Heat, Celtics, and the ECF. WCF is going to be Suns, Warriors. I could see that wholeheartedly. I, I think the but... finals are going to be Warriors and the Heat. Oh, that makes me want to throw up. It does. I, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit, actually. But, I, but I think the, I think Golden, I, we can consider Golden State a small market. Mm. No, we can't. San Francisco is one of the biggest cities in the United States. The Bay Area is way too big. Yeah, but if you got we don't even consider San Jose Shark small market, how could we consider Golden State well, small if you think market? About you know? it, until until the whole Steph, Draymond, and Clay thing, like no one gave a shit. Yeah, but there's plenty of teams that win that are in cities that aren't that big. San Francisco is a massive world yeah, place. Yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? That's fair. The whole world knows San Francisco. So um, that'll pretty much wrap up the NBA talk here. Um, you know, just head into the uh, you know conference semis. Should'll pick up. We'll pick up on it next week. I'm sure there's going to be a few. You know, game sixes and game sevens we'll be talking about, you know, come next week. So let's hop down to the NHL, which kicked off their playoffs last evening, shall we? And what a fucking first night of the playoffs it was. Oh, It was some of the hardest hitting, high scoring, shutouting, shutouting as fucking hockey I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and I'm making up words as I go along in that. Go for it. But dude, I mean, you start off. With that Carolina Boston game, I mean, we were I think just into the second period, and I texted you and I said this is going to be a gritty fucking series. So the over under on the game was five and a half goals, and I think the first goal came with like less than three minutes left in the second period. I'm like, oh, man, if you if you took the under, you're a genius. Carolina beat him five one on an empty netter. Yeah. It was. Oh, that's brutal. The yeah. little, the little backdoor cover by the, the by the Hurricanes. Cover, yeah, love going in the backdoor. Yeah, zing. And surprisingly, the second game, the Lightning and uh, Maple Leafs hit the under. Theirs was like seven and a half over yeah. under, and they and Maple Leafs shut out the Lightning five zero. Let's go back to the Hurricanes yeah. for a sec. It was a yeah. weekend of Just, assault. So, 
The Canes were favored are favored in this series. Boston, without a doubt, may have been one of the best teams the last like third of the season, but Carolina, man, just watching them play last night, they e- were buzzing. Even if you get on the power play against them, they're gonna kill it. Yep, they're gonna kill it. They have very very even scoring last night. Seth Jarvis, Trocheck, Niederreiter, Shvetchnikov, and Taravainen all all potted goals. And I think the most impressive part was there was no Freddie Anderson. Antti Ranta's first ever playoff start, he saved every shot but one. Yeah. Fucking unreal outing. Yeah. Carolina looks like a team that's going to make a deep, deep run in playoffs. They look dangerous. A wagon. They yeah, are a wagon. I've been saying it for a long time. We've all been saying it for a long time. I know. Dude, Carolina's fucking solid. Literally in my notes, Carolina is a wagon in all caps. Yeah. It's all they are, man. Well, it's, it's a little bit of Harker Willard magic. Still lives on. It's true. I mean, and here's the, here's the thing that I find interesting is I feel like they're in a better position to win a cup this year, even not having Doogie Hamilton. Yeah, he was what, Jersey? Yeah, he's up in Jersey. Yeah, yeah I, I, don't, I don't think that really. I don't think that's really taking them down a peg at all. No. If, I, if anything, love, they Nate loves pegging. You oh, <laughs> Oops. Sorry. No, I, uh, I I agree. And uh, Caroline is one of the teams that, you know, last year in the weird season they still won the Atlantic, whatever they called it, um, over Tampa. And then this year they went, you know, they win the Metro, mm-hmm. and I. I don't know what to say other than Rod Brindamore has gotten so much out of the what not only like the team he has, which is a very talented team, but the style they play. It's a, it's like a sexier version of what Barry Trotz did when he won the cup with Washington. Yeah. It's just it's it's a dump and run, but it's fast. You have the guy that takes you also have guys that can take the puck up the ice by himself. And not just one guy, but you have multiple guys that can do that on that roster. Yeah. And that's what is really dangerous about them. Their blue line is solid, and they can strike anywhere. They have really good hand-eye. They can get the, they can tip pucks in. Mm-hmm. And they've got the goaltending to back them up. They sure do. I, they are, the I'd say, the most well-rounded team. It's like 1A and B between them and Colorado. Yeah. And that's why I, that's my prediction for this uh, Stanley Cup is going to be Abs Canes in there. I'd love to see a little rematch rematch of Abs Panthers, but yeah, the Canes are right there, man. So it, it'll be fun to see how uh, how long Boston lasts. I'm going. I'm going Canes in five. I think we. Yeah, we talked about this. Uh, what have we? Uh, yeah, but just after watching last night. Yeah, I, I still got to go Canes. I think I had Canes in five too, and I'm sticking with that. I think Boston might be able to get one at home, but. I don't think. I, I agree. Maybe like a game four when, the net, when their backs are against the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Scott, do you have anything different than that? Yeah, probably not. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Hockey boys. It's all good. Um, I trust what we say, and that's, exactly. why, that's why we kind of like I don't it. trust your betting lines. I, I trust what you tell me otherwise. Hey, my betting lines aren't bad. SMI side hustle, guys. Follow not it. Anymore. Follow the SMI this, side this hustle. True. Sorry. You know? No, it's all good. Um, let's go over the other game. I don't think anybody really saw this one being as... <laughs> Lopsided as it was, but St. Louis came out with a vengeance, man. Oh, oh a four nothing win over Minnesota in Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, that fourth goal went in, and, and Perron has what two last night yeah. for the Blues, and they're heading for the exits with eight minutes left. I was like, oof. In a in bad a bad scenes, bad, bad scenes. In a state that you know would absolutely 
sacrifice their firstborn child for a Minnesota Wild Stanley Cup. Yeah. Inopportune start for the boys up in Minnesota. That's not the way you want to start this off, Cotton. We'll see how game two goes. I'm not going to give a prediction until I see game two. No. I mean, I Because still... they're even teams. I really I see this one going to seven. Just there yeah, there was physicality already last night. Mm-hmm. There weren't any gloves dropped, but there was physicality, no doubt. Yeah, there were some big hits in that game last night. Yeah. I'm not Checks gonna make and balances. Yeah, exactly. Um, one more that we had to go over real quick for the NHL, because the rest of it starts tonight that we're recording, so not a ton to talk about, but how the fuck did Edmonton lose to the Kings? Dude. The Edmonton Phil, it, it's is it written in the stars already that Edmonton's going to shit this series away? You uh, lost this game at home. That's not... I, I would say that doesn't bode well for your chances. Look up and down the Kings roster, too. They have a few guys that have been there since they won their Cups. They still got Kopitar, Jonathan Quick, Dustin Brown. But, man, that team is missing so much. There's a lot not there. And, for what I mean, they somehow pulled together... Made playoffs. I if Edmonton loses this, where's Connor McDavid playing next year, boys? Because I don't think it's Edmonton. Not he won the Art Ross again. He's the the only one other guy has ever won the Art Ross four times under the age of twenty five. Maybe you've heard of him, yeah. the great one. The great one. So if Connor McDavid and the Oilers get bounced in the first round by a team that half them should be playing in Bakersfield. Where do you think McDavid goes? Where does he demand a trade to? Maybe Pittsburgh with an aging Crosby. That'd be ridiculous. Because because and the reason I don't hate it is because I think Malkin's gone after this year. Yeah, very well could be. Uh, so yeah, and, and Sydney's days are numbered. Yeah, well, maybe Sydney's willing to go to the second line. I don't see why not. Them together on a power play would be nuts too. Oh yeah. Is Sydney's ego too big to go on to the second line? Because Connor's that's the first line. Where, that's where you catch yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I trip up on that one. Okay, I'm going to throw one out there. Seattle. Un- Why not? They'd be, they'd be looking for a star. They need that big name. I mean, Yanni Gord isn't that guy. Yanni Gord's great, but he's not, he's not that guy. I don't think there's enough around him there to... To entice him to want to get traded there. Yeah, you're right. He's he's he wants a cup. I have another one that I think may work. I wanted to give some love for our crackheads. That's fair. The re- uh, the team that will be the reigning President's Trophy winners, the Florida Panthers. They have they were the only team in the NHL to average over four goals a game this year. Wow. They have an amazing roster up and down. But I could see Barkov as their captain being willing to go to the second line if Connor's on the first line with Huberdeau. I almost wonder, though, if he would rather stay in the West because the road to the Cup might be a little bit easier in the West than it is the East. I mean, there's a gauntlet of teams that are right that are in the East that you have to go through, like your Bostons, your Floridas. I mean, uh, if he joined Florida, you'd have your Boston, Tampa, Toronto. You'd also have the Metro, which with Carolina, the Rangers, Pittsburgh, Washington. If if Montreal gets the number one pick, he can end up in Montreal, and then Shane Wright's on the second line and learns from him. That'd be a fucking one too. Shane Wright's one of the top prospects coming out, so I don't know. Yucky. 
just a fun topic of conversation because the Oilers had no reason to lose that game and they pissed it away. Ooh, I got another one for you just to, just for shits and gigs. Smashville. I like it. I was also thinking I was also thinking Detroit. I'm Phil, why was I also thinking <laughs> the same thing? Because they'll because they, they, they'll pay. They will pay and they they'll give Larkin back. They've got a lot <laughs> of like, yeah. Here, put a bow on him. Take him back. No, Dylan, here you go. You're now going to, to Edmonton, Edmonton, and we're gonna get Connor McJesus out of it. You know, they've got a lot of young. Dusty. They've got a lot of young pieces that are really good up there in Detroit, man. In a, a couple so- years, it's in a solid blue line. I think Cider wins the wins the Calder, and he's gonna be a defenseman winning the Calder Trophy. So, I, I, I mean, they have the pieces and the way that their front office is doing things right now. Stevie Y, man. Doing the damn thing. I agree. Yeah, Detroit yeah. makes Detroit makes some sense. Um, but that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, gentlemen, let's get into some baseball talk, shall we? Well, let's do it. Let's start off with the AL Central because there's some interesting developments going on here. Hold on, we're, we're gonna get into the baseball, you know, kind of pack it a chaw, pack it a chaw, give him the old Lenny Dykstra. Yeah, that's right. Um, the AL Central's been interesting this year so far. I don't think anybody had it going this way. Potentially, but hey, Minnesota's leading it. But they're being led by Byron Buxton. How fun is this kid to watch? Kid is a lot of fun. He's pretty insane out there. I'm not going to lie. I was watching the highlights of a game. It was a little bit ago, and Buxton came up in the, like, I think it was the 10th or 11th inning. They were down by one, runner on second base, whatever. And he cranks one, like, 450 feet to left field for the walk-off home run. Hopefully she wore eyewear. And he he flipped the bat to the moon and jumped all the way up the first baseline. And the reason I bring that up is I love the modern baseball. Have some fun with it. Fuck this, you know, don't show up the pitcher. Fuck all that. No, dude, punk that motherfucker. Yeah, flip the bat, have fun. Pitcher strikes you out. Dude, I love a good bat flip. Pitcher wants to fist pump on the mound for striking a you know guy out with you know two outs. Prerogative. It gets, gets the, the people, people going. going. Per- it, it does. It's prerogative. It's provocative. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. I wasn't gonna say it. Yeah. No, it's all good. I'm just fucking I with you. I wish you would have. I mean, damn. Now I, now I sound like a. I'm <laughs> just fucking with you, buddy. Yeah. No. Um. So the Twins are leading the AL Central right now, but coming up right behind him had a couple big series. The Cleveland Guardians, man. They're, I mean, they're they're ten and twelve, but they started off a little. They started off very slow. Oh yeah. They're coming back on, so they're already what four, three and a half, four games back, which is fine because it's only been a month of the season. Um, how long does this race last? Can Minnesota keep it up, or do the Guardians or the White Sox give them a giant push? I'll tell you what, the Guardians got themselves a nice little weekend series to help oh, yeah. us out for, well, off my Oakland A's, man. Jeez, and Pete, they lost all three of those matchups. It was bad. I saw one, the, what, the A's were up 4 nothing, and then the Guardians came back and won 9-8. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Fran Meals hitting the cover off the ball right now. Dude, he is smacking oh, the shit dude, out Fran of him. Fran a fucking dog. Yeah, he, when he's saying... J-Ram? Fran Meal reminds me of, like, a right-handed pronk. Travis Hafner, I, man. Yeah, yeah. Because he'll hit, yeah. he'll hit thirty plus dingers, and that's about what he's good for. Yeah, there's not a whole lot nothing there. Nothing else, absolutely nothing. But else. he's like the perfect four hole hitter. He reminds me of the dude from uh, Rookie of the Year, the big guy for the Mets, 
who's just up there yeah. like spitting everywhere and he's oh, like oh yeah and he's like willing the kid to throw him the fastball looks like fucking it looks like McGuire up there he looks like a plumber hitting fourth for the New York Mets oh yeah you know what I mean like yeah. kind of like that or like Clue Haywood uh, in Major League for the Yankees yeah, yeah he's yeah, got the, yeah. you know got, got the gut hanging out but he's still hitting 40 dingers you know oh yeah dude with the fucking mullet and the jerry curl yeah dude that's kind of what Fran Mio Reyes reminds mullet. me of but yeah Jay Ram's been killing it probably find his way to some MVP talk at some point um, I mean, just, at this point, it, it's been enough years. He's got to. And the fun guy consider him agreed. And the fun thing for us is the central, which we're you know, two thirds of the podcast are fans of teams and the central division of both the National League and the American League, yeah. respectively. And they're both so many small market teams in the middle of this country. Yeah. So True. the next one, the next one I wanted to bring up because the AL Central is going to be a fun race. Obviously, it's early days, so we're, you know we'll get into it as, as the summer progresses. The AL Central is always a weird one where it's like it's always close. It's kind of like the AFC North. It, it, the a, the a, AL Central reminds me of, well, yeah, but also I feel like it's kind of like the NFC South in that it never has, like, a repeat champion. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Like, the Guardians or, you know, the Indians would win it one year, and then the Tigers come out of nowhere. Yeah. And then the White Sox come out of nowhere. Yeah. And then the Royals win a World Series. And then the Twins win a random division. Actually, yeah, no, you're 100% right on that. Like, it's just super, like, until Tom Brady went to Tampa, it was just super random. Yeah. Who would win the NFC South that rotated like for eight years in a row? I feel like that's the vibe the AL Central gives off. Yeah. Well, that just means it's evenly balanced. Exactly. That's what makes it competitive. That's what makes it fun. Yeah. A lot of parity in that division. Exactly. We like that. Let's go to the NL Central, which historically has had less parity, but in modern times has had a little more. Um, Milwaukee's leading the division again. They won it last year. They look very poised to win it this year. And St. Louis. Even, even with some kind of okay pitching. Yeah. How's Corbin Burns looking statistically, Nate? Uh, let me get that pulled up for you, but how about you keep talking and I'll come back to that in just a second. Okay. I, I think the Cardinals will give them a run. I think, uh, the Cubs and Pirates will diddle around and the Reds will flounder into absolute oblivion by mid June. If they're, I mean, they're already there, but like statistically, mathematically, yeah. all, all of that, right. um, the God forsaken Cincinnati Reds that are three and 19, um, the Cardinals will always hang around. They have a good roster. They have good pitching. And good defense, and I would say above a, a very good hitting. But they always hang around. And there's a reason the Cardinals have 11 World Series championships, second most all time. And it's because, for whatever reason, that organization, man, they just get it. Mm-hmm. They kind of remind me, it's like a Belichickian style. Uh, yeah, maybe when you had Brady, yeah. Well, yeah, they, you know what I mean. But even last year with Mac Jones, they still make the playoffs. I mean, they get boat raced, but. Yeah, I was, they got smacked but, around. But for a lot of teams, they wouldn't be in that position yeah. a, after losing the GOAT. And, you know, you look at the Cardinals, they did the same thing, man. They called these guys up from AAA, and then in two years, they're competing for Cy Youngs. And it always blows my mind. Because, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the Cardinals and pitching are synonymous, in my opinion. That Kind of like, like the Guardians, too. I mean, yeah, there are certain franchises that are known for their bats and certain franchises that are known for their yeah. hurlers. Bats are definitely not... Definitely not the Guardians. And the, and the thing is, like, if you look, if, if you want to, let's compare them. Why not, right? Let's go historically. You look at the Guardians all time, and their best pitchers. There's so many Hall of Famers in there. You oh, still, yeah. You go to, I mean, you can go all the way back to, like, Cy Young played there for a bit. Yep. You know, guys like that. But, like, I think it really starts with guys like Bob Feller. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, Bob Feller is kind of the first, the first one. And then you, you move up throughout, like, we'll fast forward to our lifetime, right? Because yeah. they went through a long stretch where they were an abysmal franchise. Oh, absolutely. But then in the 90s, they came back, and mm-hmm. they had guys like Bartolo Colon. Yep. And they had guys like, you know, 
the later years, they had Cliff Lee, CeCe Sabathia. Now they have Shane Bieber. Corey Kluber. Corey Kluber won a Cy Young. I mean, they've yeah. had so sunshine. Yeah, they've had so many great pitchers. Carlos Carrasco, yeah, <laughs> or Carrasco. I mean, that dude was. He I'm trying to Cy Young, did he? No, I'm trying to think of guys in the '90s too. They had because they had they had Oral Hershiser at one point, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then they also, you know, they had Jose Mesa closing the door back then. Yeah, there's there's one big name we're forgetting. I can't remember what it is. Well, anyway, while you guys reminisce on then, let's bring it back to now because I finally got your Corbin Burns stats for this year. Yeah, Sorry about the, that. No, Sorry the, about the delay on that. The reigning NL Cy Young. Yeah, he's a uh, one and one this year. Uh, ERA of one nine three. Your ERA plus, Phil, which I know you love, two oh three. It's double the league average. His FIP is two point eight seven. His WHIP is zero point seven three five. Hits per nine four. Uh, strikeouts per nine, or strikeouts per nine, eleven point eight. Strikeouts per win, six point four. Sounds like he could be a repeat Cy Young Award winner, to yeah. be honest. But yeah, when you look, but yes, and Nate, I appreciate the stats. Thank you. We'll get back to the Brewers and Annals Central in a minute. But just for the sake of it, because it came up, comparing them, you look at the Cardinals all time, right? I can go back to like you know the Dazzy Vance days. Yeah. Then you fast forward, they and they win. You know they win World Series in between. Then you go to like Bob Gibson. They had to lower the goddamn. Yeah. They had to lower the mound after 1968 because of his ERA, which was like somewhere in the one twos for the entire season. You know, Jesus. Wow. And then you you know you fast forward to like the 90s and the 2000s. They had like Chris Carpenter. Mm-hmm. They still have Adam Wainwright, who's won yep. two World Series there. Adam and Wainwright's got to be. He's like oh he's 40. Yeah, so he's got to be close to mid 40. Him and Yachty have been. Yachty's been in the game for a long time. They've been battery mates since 2006, which is just nuts. Insane. But, you know, you think about it, the great pitching. And then you think about the hitters that both franchises have had. And, and, you know, Cleveland has had some phenomenal hitters over the years. St. Louis has probably, would say, has had better, which is why they've won, you know, exponentially more World Series. But when you think of each franchise, you think about pitching. Mm -hmm. So I just want to make that quick comparison for the listeners, because I feel like it's a very apt comparison of the pitching. when. You think pitching first. Back to the NL Central. The Cardinals are going to be in until the end. They always are. They'll probably snag a wild card spot. Yep. But I think the Brewers win it again. Because that Brewers lineup top to bottom is ridiculous. Yeah. And to me, it all comes down. And I, I kind of spoke on this in the uh, season preview. But what, the Willie Adamas trade, man. Their shortstop. Yeah. You know? And it worked out for the Rays, too. Obviously, they had their young shortstop in Wander Franco. Yep. But... Willie Adamas, man, is he's such a threat in the middle of that lineup in between guys like Lorenzo Cain, now Andrew McCutcheon, Christian Yelich. Forgot about Andrew. Yeah, you know, he's been putzing around teams year on end for the last couple of years. But also, real fast, I'm sorry to interrupt Nate. How many Krispy Kremes you got left? I got a tree, dog. Feel free to help yourself. I was going to say, them there you go. Yeah. I, 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 I looked up and ran and saw Krispy Kremes. I was like, oh. Somebody got the munchies. Oh, definitely. You already know. Krispy Kreme sponsor us. Um, I'm retired now. I'm 45 in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess my only question to you guys when it comes to the, the NL Central, do you, do you see, I mean, we can talk about the Cubs briefly just because they're in it. But, no, fuck them. Don't. Okay. Then... Can the Pirates get anywhere near? No. God, no. Thank you. Absolutely not. Good. We're all on the same page. So, let's go over to our team that I actually got to watch live recently, which is really fun. We had a beautiful ballpark out there in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Tied for first with the Dodgers, man, with a good payroll, but nowhere near the Dodgers' hey, did payroll. We, did no. we not just get a, you know, did we just over 
overlook something. I feel like, and in the NL Central, I feel like we just really, yeah, yeah, actually, I think we, we really did. just flew by something. I, I literally said the Reds were three and nineteen three minutes ago, but you're both texting, so boom roasted. I wasn't texting. Fuck him up. I'm fucking with you both. Oh, no, no, who's texting? I'm the Red, the Reds are awful. Joey Votto just went on the COVID IL today, and I think it's more of a mental break because he's hitting one twenty two. The Reds are a dumpster fire, and their run differential is minus sixty-five, and we're not even twenty-five yeah. games. They haven't even played twenty-five games ever since Phil Castellini said, "Where are you going to go to the fan base?" They've won one game, and it was against yep. Adam Wainwright and the Cardinals. I'm not trying to gloss it over. I could talk about it for hours. How I pissed know. off I am. I know. So that's why I made the quick reference. <laughs> they are the worst team in baseball by a long shot, and I don't see it. I don't see it getting better anytime soon. They'll probably end up winning fifty games this year. They'll go fifty. Maybe they'll go fifty and one twelve. That, that's my guess. Yeah, we would just be remiss if we didn't say, "Hey, Bob, sell the team." Yeah, hey, Bob, sell the team. Bob and Phil, fuck off. Where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna go? I don't know. Straight to hell, probably. Are you too good for your home. All right, boys. We did a preview for this, and I know we want to talk about it. We've been saving the best, the best for last, and I quote unquote because it'll be a good conversation. Oh, wait, hold on. Did we not? I, sorry, buddy. I'm sorry to keep interrupting you, but didn't you want to talk about San Diego for a little bit there? Yes, I did. Yeah. Maybe a contact time? In the famous words of Nico Vines. No, I'm fine. <laughs> the famous words of Nico and Vines or Vins. That's how I know I fucked up. The Padres are tied for first, exponentially less payroll than the Los Angeles Dodgers. Beautiful stadium. Unreal. I think the thing I'm most impressed with the Padres about is the fact that they haven't missed on a signing or a trade in, like, the last three years. Yeah. it's Yeah, everything's been a hit, <laughs> You know? Yeah. Their front office is killing it. You know what I mean? Like, you got Eric Hosmer at first base. Cronin mm-hmm. Worst been a revelation at second. They have Kim at short. Manny Machado at third. Yeah. And then you go to the outfield. They have a rookie, and I can't remember his name for the life of me. Tatis Jr. hasn't even played yet. He's, he's out till June. Yeah. They have Will Myers out there. Their pitching staff's ridiculous. You know, uh, Darvish and Joe Musgrove. I always, I've always loved me Darvish. Yeah. My big thing that I'm going to pose to you, if we get an NLCS, Padres-Dodgers. Dodgers. Probably, but... You guys are going to hate me, but like... Oh, I know. You, the Dodgers are your NL team. Yeah, Sandlot was my favorite movie growing up, so the Jet. That's fair. I've always had a soft spot for the Dodgers, too. I would love to see the Padres win a World Series because they've never done it. Bro, they're... I'm just looking... Oh my god! Do it for the late Tony Gwynn. Can I just can I just like list off some names from their roster just because it like it's unreal. Like yeah. just looking at their rotation, their starting rotation. You Darvish. Yep. Sean Manea. Yeah. Joe Musgrove. Yep. Blake Snell. He's on the ten day injured list. Yeah. AL Cy Young Award winner Blake Snell. Mike Clevenger. Sunshine. Mike Clevenger. Nick Martinez. Mackenzie Gore. Uh, then just kind of taking a look. In their bullpen, Lucas Garcia. Um, that's pretty much the only big name. Steven Wilson's been a nice closer for him. Yeah. He's done a great job. And Eric Hosmer at first base. Yeah. He's been great. Manny Machado at third. Yeah. I think Aaron Nola's their catcher. Uh, yeah. Or Austin Nola. Austin and, Nola. Austin Nola. And then hopefully. Aaron Nola's the pitcher. I'm an idiot. Yeah. But Will Myers in the outfield. Guy's unreal. Yeah. The, the t- and then they rake. Mm-hmm. And they'll they'll Jerickson Profar Jerickson Profar. Oh. The, I mean, the thing about the Padres is, you know, they'll string four hits together, four singles, score two runs off it, or they'll just hit a grand slam. They don't care. No, you know, they'll score in a myriad of ways. What's their team slugging percentage right now? Uh, sorry, let me get that pulled up for you, Bubby. 
I thought you were on the baseball reference page, my bad. No, I'm sorry, I wasn't. I was on the, uh, just on their Padres website, but here. No, it's all good. I, I can, it's uh, probably something absurd. Probably, probably. Let me get this. It one. wouldn't surprise me if they were slugging over 450 as a team, which is an egregious number, but through the yeah. first month of the year, they've been crushing, and they played the Reds six slugging times. Slugging their 376. Okay, so I vastly overestimated them in slugging, but that's fine. Um, They're on base 326. That's ridiculous, and it helps that they played the Cincinnati Reds six or seven times or whatever their OPS, it was. Their OPS plus 114. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So, we're rooting for you, San Diego. Slam Diego, whatever they want to call themselves this year. Slam Diego. Like, 2019 or whatever, they were hitting Grand Slams, it seemed like, every other night. They're they're a fun team to watch. So, any casual baseball fans tuning into this, you like small market baseball, 10 out of 10, San Diego Padres. All right, boys. I already alluded to it earlier because I fucked up, but let's go to the NFL draft. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the NFL draft. Nate, yep. Nate, our NFL draft preview went nowhere near to plan because there were so many fucking trades. Our head was spinning. Um, Trayvon Walker, number one overall, wasn't even at the draft, so power moves only. Yep. Um, Aiden Hutchinson to the Lions. Congrats on the boy band dipshit. Yep. Um, but I think the Lions made up for it with uh, their number 12 pick in Jamison Williams. And we'd be remiss as Buckeye fans not to talk about the fact that we saw Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and then Jamison Williams, who were once teammates, go 10, 11, and 12. That was pretty sweet. Unreal, dude. <laughs> like, it, if you ever needed something to be marketing for your, or, you know, be a good recruiting tool, marketing tool, whatever, hey, we, we can send three guys back to back to back in the NFL draft at one position. Yeah, even though Bama fans will claim him, it's like, you can have him because he wasn't good enough to get on the field over Jackson Smith and Jigba. So, mm-hmm. congrats. Um, let's go to, well, let's talk about the Steelers first. I think that's fair since they're the only team that drafted a quarterback in the first round. Yeah. Nate, how are you feeling? Um, you know, I've come back to uh, solid ground. I'm not pissed. I was never pissed about it. I'm okay with it, and like I said, you can go back and listen to some of our previous episodes where I was very pro-Pittsburgh taking Kenny Pickett, and I'm still on board with it. He was undoubtedly the number one quarterback out there. He's got small hands, man. Hey, he he did hand stretches. He remeasured at the pro day. He came in an inch bigger, okay? There's there's like 400 jokes there, but we'll let it go. Yeah, fine. Don't we all? But uh, just looking at the rest of their picks, I mean, George Pickens out of Georgia, the wide receiver. That's a good pick. That'll be a great addition to that wide receiver room after you yeah. lose Juju. Yeah. Uh, DeMarvin Leal, I don't know much about the guy, so, but I trust our our defense, our drafting defense. I trust us. Well, well, they just declined the fifth-year option on Devin Bush. Did they? Yes, officially, okay. yeah. Okay, gotcha. Well, he, this guy's a defensive end, so... Oh, I'm just saying, defensively, yeah. they know what they're doing. You know, I, yeah. I, I was attesting to that. They're yeah. willing to cut ties with the 10th overall pick yeah. from a couple of years ago in a prove-it year. Yeah. 100%. Uh, they took uh, Calvin Austin, the third wide receiver out of Memphis. Haven't seen much of him either. Small market darling of ours. I should have paid attention. I'm sorry, but um, you know, you know. whatever. They took Cam Hayward's younger brother, Connor yeah. Hayward. Yeah, Connor. Yeah. Nice. That'll be that's That's pretty cool. Um, and then I guess they took a linebacker out of Ole Miss and a quarter, another quarterback from South Dakota State, Chris Oladokun. That's a name. What'd you call me? That's right. You know what that kind of reminds me of? 
when Washington took RG3 and then in the fourth round took Kirk Cousins as like an insurance policy on RG3. Yeah. And then, you know. Yeah, RG- look, look who's still in the league, bro. Exactly. Yeah. Like, maybe they know what they're doing. Who knows? I mean, they took him with the 241st overall pick. You never know. You really don't. No. Especially when a franchise with the story of, you know, history of winning. If it's too much for Kenny Pickett, they have another kid there just in case. Hey, yeah. they took a hey, they Safety took net. they took a kid out of a little no name school out of Louisiana back in the seventies, and that guy ended up being all right. So. I heard he was friends with the guys that sell those duck calls and have that TV show. Yeah, they took yeah. him number one overall. Well, that's fair. So, Mr. Bradshaw, before Mr. Bradshaw. if you Mr. would Bradshaw. if you wouldn't mind pulling up the uh, drafts, I've got I've got by team. Okay, you got it by team. Perfect. So let's go over to the Cleveland Browns, and also before we get there. I'm going to piss you both off. Why do I feel like Kenny Pickett's going to end up just like Baker Mayfield? Fuck you. I agree. Fuck you, prick. <laughs> hey. That's not easy for you to say. I, I agree. That's not easy for you to say. Fuck you, prick. And, and before we get into the Browns, too, does, does I mean, where does anybody know where Baker's going to go? Or if you're the Browns, you just hold him until Labor Day weekend. I feel weekend. like you're going mean, to hold him. You're going to hold him. Just hold him until Labor Day weekend when someone's quarterback dies and they need him. Hold That's him what I was going to say. The only reason that he's not on that team all year is injury. That's the only way. Nobody want, The Browns don't want to pay half that fucking salary somebody, to get rid of him. Somebody, They'd rather just wait and have somebody just pay him outright $4 million next year and be like, all right, cool, we're done with you. Somebody will take him because their quarterback will tear their ACL or something in, in camp, whether it's a starter or a backup. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. If I'm the Browns and the Seahawks really don't want him, then just hold on to him until you get to that point. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm with you. So, anyway, you want me to run through the uh, the Cleveland Browns picks in this draft? Yep. All right. I took a kicker. So, number three, and your first pick was in round three, number 68, uh, Martin Emerson, quarterback at Mississippi State. Yep. And then, also in the third round, with pick 78, you took Alex Wright, defensive end out of UAB. I'm sure there's a lot of film on that guy, you know? Oh, for sure. Exactly. <laughs> uh, also in round three, at pick 99, this might have been one of the biggest steals of the draft. You got David Bell. Yep. Wide Purdue. receiver out of Purdue. The only David Bell in sports that's relevant right now. Yep, that's true. For sure. No, I think he's going to be good. He, I think so, too. I think he's going to take Anthony Schwartz's job off the bat. For oh, sure. definitely. For sure. He'll, he'll basically be a perfect replacement for uh, Rashard Higgins. Anthony Schwartz was what, like a six-round pick? Yeah, that kid's not going to have a job. No. Um, then, In Cleveland, at least. Moving on to round four, at number 108, you guys took Perrion Winfrey, defensive tackle from Oklahoma. It's a good name. Also in the fourth round, you took the Cade York, the kicker from LSU. Yep. Following in the footsteps of one Cincinnati Bengals. Hey, it's a copycat league. It is. Absolutely. In the fifth round, you guys took Jerome Ford, running back out of Cincinnati. I did see that. I was geeked about that. Was he at LSU before Cincinnati? Or was I he think Cincinnati so. the whole time? His name sounded familiar somewhere. Cincinnati the whole time, was, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Was he? Or yeah. what? I, I, thought I he, don't know why he sounded like... Now that you I said it, was, I think he might have been a transfer portal kid. I want to say, I thought it was from Alabama. Ooh, that would make sense, too. Oh, yeah, you might be right. I thought that was a big storyline during when they were playing South other. Carolina. No, I think it was, I think it was Alabama, because I'm pretty sure that was a storyline when they were... Like, kind of leading up to it. Yeah, so you got to pull it up. I'm looking at it right now. I'm going to pull it up. Um, anyway, while you're looking that up, yeah. you guys then in the sixth round took Mike Woods, wide receiver from Oklahoma. And then in the seventh round, you took Isaiah Thomas, defensive end from Oklahoma. You guys liked you some Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, and then Bob yeah. Stoops country, of course they uh, do. And then uh, just finishing it off. It was guys, Alabama, by the way. It was Alabama. Correct. See, 
Oh, okay, yeah, shit. All right. Yeah. And then I just... No, as soon as you said it, I was like, I, I think you might be right. Yeah, I thought that was a storyline. Whatever SEC yeah. West school he was at. And then uh, also finishing it off, you guys took a center from Texas Tech, Dawson Deaton. Nice alliteration there. Holy shit, that guy sounds like Texan. That guy that guy's sponsored by Whataburger on his NIL. <laughs> you might see that guy on the next season of Yellowstone. Sponsored by PBR, not the beer. Dawson Deaton. Lone Star. Dawson exactly. Deaton. PBR, not the beer. I love it. <laughs> well Professional done. bull riding. PBR, sponsor us. Doesn't matter which one. I'll take either. I'll um, take either, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. Um... I, I like the Browns draft. I love the trading back when there, there was, was a lot of trading back on their part. Yeah, and when there really wasn't anybody available at you know when they I think they were holding out at forty four for like we said Christian Watson. He got taken. He got taken like 30, 34 by the Packers. Yeah, and I definitely think they were holding out for one of those I love right that. I right love the, there guys. Yeah, I love that pick by the Packers. And when it wasn't there for them, I, I admire Andrew Barry for going. You know what? We have a pretty good roster. Yeah. Let's see how many of these guys actually make team, let alone practice squad. Yeah. So I bet half of them don't even make practice. Well, they literally squad. just went and like bolstered most of their positions. Yeah, that's, that's what that's kind of what really, this draft was. Yeah, was you were them. you were just bolstering and, and and just packing down and really digging out on certain positions. That's mm-hmm. all it was. Yeah, you guys had to give away a lot when you brought in Deshaun, so it kind of natural progression. Yeah, yeah you, you chip away at the problems underneath, where it's yeah. like, all right, if I can get you cheap. And you work out, you work out. If not, I'm not losing a bunch of money. So no, you yeah. gotta you have to draft players. So no, yeah. that makes sense. So um, what, so what would uh so actually just let's backtrack here a little bit. Let's give our draft grades. Um, so Pittsburgh, I'm gonna give us a I'm gonna give us a B. We addressed we addressed some need. Um, and then it's, I think the Kenny Pickett pick brings you down to like a C plus. I was gonna say B minus because I think they reached for Kenny Pickett because yeah. if you look where every other quarterback went in this draft, yeah, like, they didn't go till third round. Yeah, and they and here's my thing: the Steelers are notorious for taking offensive linemen, and they didn't take an offensive lineman in this draft. That's fair. And I, they have they've been kind of missing on their offensive linemen as of late, and it's a little concerning, I will say. Sure. So yeah, I'll go B minus. Guys, go and C plus because the rest of it I trust them to develop. Yeah. Or and if they don't develop, they'll get rid of them quickly. That's one thing the Steelers are good about is moving on quickly. They'll they'll cut their losses and move on. Um, the Cleveland Browns. I'll give you guys. I'll give you guys a B as well. I'll go B plus. I'm actually going to say B plus as well. I thought they did a good job yeah. of. I think David Bell kind of swings you into that B plus like area. I think for value, he's one of the highest value yeah, picks. That's what I'm going off of. Yeah, and bu- and before we get into getting a kicker too, that that gave you brownie points with me. Sure. Why? Yeah, you before, guys need it. Before yeah, they signed Chase McLaughlin back, I'm like, fucking oh, hell! What no, are you doing? They, they got rid of him yesterday. Oh, did they? Yes. All right. And the other guy too. Um, the other one that was fucking around with him last year at some point. Uh, Zane fucking... No, not Zane Gonzalez. It was no. a different guy. Either way. Either way. Cody Parkey. Yes. Yeah, maybe. Whatever. Either way. Um, before we get into other drafts, I wanted to say, um, we're going to shout him out because small market college, we've talked about him a lot. Desmond Ritter going to the Falcons. He said he models his game after Marcus Mariota. Perfect fit for him. I don't want to get too much into Atlanta. Mr. Desmond Ritter. But I love the fact that he's... I love that pick by the I love 74th overall, man, like third yeah. round. You I got a deal. Yeah. So I think that was a great pick. I wanted to bring it up because Malik Willis went, what, 86th or 84th? One of the two to Tennessee. Yeah. And Tannehill pulls the Brett Favre, it's not my job, to mentor Malik Willis. You petty fucker. 
What a dickhead. That, don't, you can think that all you want. Just don't say it. He's a real... He showed his true colors. He's real... Not a good teammate. Exactly. Ryan Tannehill. So... Dude's an asshole. I like the Malik Willis pick to Tennessee, too. Guess what? In draft day, nobody would have gone to Ryan Tannehill's birthday party. Goddamn right they would. He's a bitch. Oh, no way. <laughs> um, I was trying to think of any other quarterback spots I really liked in the draft, but a bunch of them were just... Yeah. I don't know. It was such a weak quarterback draft. It was. Yeah, it wasn't really a... Um... Who was the fourth rounder? Oh, Matt, I like Matt Corral to the Panthers. That's Yeah, that's not a bad pick. I it's a value pick. Definitely. You got something there. I think that's good. Um, looking around here, like, yeah, Miami took a guy in the seventh round, the quarterback out of Kansas State. Yeah, a bunch of guys, like, you know, Sam Howell went to the Commanders at, what, 144? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, that's uh, it. Th- that, this quarterback draft was atrocious. It was not great. Not, um, not great at all. Well, since we haven't done the Jags yet. Let's go oh, do- also, what? how about this one? Um, speaking of small market darlings, you know, and our Cincinnati folks, Darian Beavers to the Giants. Beavers? Beavers? Their linebacker dude is a monster. Yeah, it Maybe. was. Allegedly. I just like where, you know, I mean, Kobe Bryant, what a name. Third round pick, and obviously Sauce Gardner went really high. Went fourth overall. Yeah, highest in school history, so good for him. Congrats to uh, Ahmad Gardner, Sauce Gardner. Yeah, Sauce it. And the fact that he wasn't the first corner taken means he's going to be so pissed off, and I'm so here for it. Um, Let's go to the Jags. Yep, I can pull that. I was just over there, and now I'm pulling back. All right, so yeah, round one, number one, Trayvon Walker, Georgia. Boys, I got to piss. Hold it down. All righty. Then it. Number 27, Devin Lloyd out of Utah. Love that. I was about to say, that was a great pick. That's a guy that we talked about in the preview, and we said, great, you know, great linebacker there. And we, we had him going to the Ravens at 14. He was available at 27. I unreal. Mean, unreal that he was still there. Then uh, third round, you guys took Luke Fortner, center from Kentucky. Uh, you know, hey, there you go. You, you know, you guys need offensive line, um, and he's the only one you took in the draft. So, Woo. yeah. Then uh, you guys took Chad Muma, linebacker at, from Wyoming. It's a fun name. Yeah. Then uh, running back Snoop Connor from Ole Miss. Oh, my God. And then cornerback uh, Gregory Jr. from... Did they go for the... I mean, I, I looked at the draft like twice. I just can't remember half the names, but I think they went for the all-name team. The Gregory Jr. from Waquita Baptist? Never heard of it. Never heard of I would love to say that they just scout that deep, but what I'm going to say is that was like nepotism, someone's nephew. Yeah. And then uh, with your seventh-round pick, Monteric Brown, cornerback from Arkansas. So you guys took two corners in this draft. It's a it's a spot of need. Yeah. We'll see. I have no expectations for the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was. An, I would give your guys' draft a probably C-minus. Right around what I'd give him. Maybe even like treading close to a D. Yeah. Like that 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 six round pick really makes me question. And, and it's just because I don't know I don't know anything about the guy, but like there's not even a link. Like all the on this website that I'm on, there's links on every single on most guys, you know, names. Yeah, not his. Not his. You know, others, you know, there's guys from Youngstown State, Yale that don't have it, but this one I've never heard of. Waquita, uh, was it Waquita Baptist? Waquita Baptist. Waquita Baptist had more draft picks than the University of Texas. 
Did they really? Yeah, Texas had zero players drafted. Yeah, not a single one. Wakita Wakita Baptist had one. Wakita Baptist didn't. University. Yeah, no, Texas didn't have a damn one. Oh, this, that was a what, fucking crazy good Wakita Baptist University in Arkadelphia, Arkansas. What in the Disney Channel? All right, hey, fuck? hey, let's play a game. Let's, <laughs> let's play a game. What do you do on Friday night in Arkadelphia, Arkansas? Holy shit, dude. Don't open this can of worms. No, no. Car cars? Burn couches? <laughs> Dude, you go cow tipping. Walmart. You go to Walmart. How far away from Little Rock is it? Can you look it up real quick? Yeah, let me pull it up on a map. The resident stack guy. State sucks. It has Walmart. It has Walmart headquarters. It has a giant uh, Cardinal Health. Like it's like a giant campus for Cardinal Health. Yeah, my, oh, I have a buddy who lives in Little Rock. It is. For Cardinal Health. It is n- not anywhere near there. It is like it's even further away from Little Rock than Pine Bluff. What is it? Is it on a border? It's I would it's probably halfway between Little Rock and the Texas border. Jesus Christ. This is what I was gonna say also about Arkansas. It sucks. On game day in Fayetteville, when they fill the stadium of seventy five thousand people. Suey. It is the third that stadium is the third biggest city in the entire state. What? Yes. Come again? If you ask nicely. <laughs> if no. I stroke nicely. Yeah, both. It's only gay if you come. <laughs> Jesus. It's not gay if your brothers. That's a good line from Goon. Um, no, but uh, yeah, Arkansas, not a lot to do there. And they ha- surprisingly, they have a pretty decent amount of Division One teams, Arkansas yeah. State. There's a lot of mosquitoes to be bit by, I'll tell you that. Yeah. I just, you know, I've never been to I'm Arkansas. Just, you know where you guys ever been? I'm baffled by this, man. Well, Keita Baptist in Arkadelphia... I mean, Jesus. Arkansas-Philadelphia hybrid. You already know how that name came up. Who do you think the mayor of the town is? The town pastor? Probably. I feel like it's it's like a town where like 80 people live, and then like everybody goes to the same church, and everybody goes to the same oh, diner I'm, I'm after. I'm looking this up right now. You man. know what I mean? I'm, oh, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm pulling this shit up. We're getting balls deep well, in Sunday Arkadelphia. Sunday, check it out church. I, yeah, sorry. This... this this podcast just got spun all the way off Wait, the wheels. Wait, Ark, Ark, Arkadelphia. Stop. Always sunny. Great reference, but no. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I got it. I'll be here all week. Enjoy the veal. It looks like this town literally just like engulfs itself in the... Oh, there's a... Uh, there's a, Looks like there's a water park there. The Arkadelphia water park. Um, guys, maybe we should check this place out. I don't know. Do you think the Arkadelphia water park... What do you think the pH balance, given the amount of piss in the water? Oh, man. Water oh, it's part. a lot. <laughs> dude, this They don't is, even need chlorine. Dude, good. this is amazing. I've never heard of this place, but I really want to go now. Uh, Small Market Insecurities takes Arkadelphia? Yeah. Arkadelphia, we're fucking coming for you, buddy. Let's go, baby. We are about to tear that let's motherfucker go, up. Let's go to a Wakita Baptist game. Dude, let's see. You guys down? Dr. Scott Bird. Yeah, can I get shit-faced for like 20 bucks? Because if so, yes. Yeah, it's Arkansas. Of course you can. Dr. Oh, Scott Bird is... Bushlight is only or whatever. I don't know. That guy, that guy, uh, Dr. Scott yeah. Bird. Dr. Bird. Dr. Scott Bird and then Ronald... That guy, that guy is touched underage girls. And then Ronald, sure. Go- Ronald Gozi is the assistant mayor. Um. Oh, man. This board of directors. Oh, Skyler. Skyler, come on. Give me... I need I need instant reactions to the board of directors. Oh, my God. It looks like just people you'd find at Walmart at, like, 2 in the morning. All right, yeah. That guy has touched inappropriately. 
This guy lives at the diner. He eats inappropriately. <laughs> <laughs> His last name is Cummings. There you go. Um, all of these guys have the most Coming generic the last names. Chris Porter Twilight's at the Walmart as a greeter. Uh, I'm pretty sure Jason Jones started a cult. Yeah. Jason Jones definitely started a cult. God damn. Well, Waquita Baptist, you got the biggest shout out of all time. Waquita on small market insecurities. And in Arkadelphia, Arkansas. If your tourism goes up, we would like to... Hey, uh, type top restaurant, Arkadelphia. Let's see it, baby. It's going to be a Perkins. It, oh my God, I hope it's a mom and pop diner that they go to after the high school football games. Oh, 100% would be. That like illegally sells beer from the back and like has like ouzo and shit in there. Slim and Shorties. Yep. Oh my goodness. Slim and Shorties and then the 67 Grill. Jones Barbecue yep. and Foot Massage. Yep. Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage. <laughs> God. Slim, Slim and Shorties, baby. We are fucking coming. Oh my God. So, <laughs> let's get a little back on track. That was fun as fuck, though. Wow. Oh, yeah. I love oh that. my God. That was great. The wheels fell off. Welcome right. to the Arkadelphia segment. Um... <laughs> I'm so glad that I Googled that. Hey, shout out to my brother, Evan. That's your small market darling of the week. Arkadelphia, <laughs> Arkansas, Waukita Baptist. For sure. Um, so let's let's talk about best draft, worst draft scenarios. Uh, I think the Jaguars are definitely up there for worst draft. No questions asked. Yeah. Um, I've gotten very used to that. I'm very numb to that. Um, I know it's a big market. And, it's okay. But, dude, I have to say, I think the New York Jets might have had one of the sneakiest best drafts. You got um, you got Sauce Gardner at number four, Garrett Wilson at number ten, Jermaine Johnson at number twenty six. So there's if round he, one. If, if he'd stayed at Georgia instead of going to Florida State, he may have been a third rounder. Yeah, but he also may have been a top five. Yeah, and then second round you take Brees Hall out of out of Iowa State. Yeah, it's a good it's a good draft. I like that. At round third round, Jeremy Rucker out of Ohio State, great tight end. Yeah, from Long Island, so kids going home. That's pretty cool. And then they took a nice offensive tackle out of Louisiana. There you go. And then a defensive end from Texas A and M. Yeah, I so, mean, I yeah, no, they know, not you know not a lot of picks, but I'd say pretty good for what you got. Based on our listener base, how do we feel about the Bengals draft? We run through that one quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe, maybe just like the top three picks, unless there's like a late one that you really liked. Yeah, pointed out. So uh, yeah, first round. Daxton Hill, safety out of Michigan. Love I think it. that was just the best available kind of pick. Yeah, but Jesse Bates is on his last year until they pay him, so it's a good pick, in yeah. my opinion. And then uh, second round, Cam Taylor Britt from Nebraska. Yeah, I think one. that's a good pick. It's a good value late in the yep. second round. Third round, Zach Carter, defensive lineman from Florida. Sure. Um, then you got, then they took another safety in the fifth round from Toledo. There you go, Tyson yeah. Anderson. Take a flyer. And then a... Uh, <laughs> Hey, in the seventh round, a defensive end from Coastal Carolina. They went have the, Cincinnati Bengals. Have you been listening to Small Market Insecurities? I think they have. I think Mike Brown's a loyalist. Maybe just holy a shit. Bit. I mean, they went round four, North Dakota State. Round five, Toledo. Round six, Coastal Carolina. They get it. They get it. These guys fucking get it. Coastal Carolina, the Chanticleers, baby. They went all Such in. Weird, I'm in for it. You know who their best NFL player of all time is. I do, but I can't. And it's not Josh Norman. Yeah. No, fuck that. No, it's Mike Tolbert, baby. Um, so I will say, you know, I, I follow a healthy amount of uh, Buffalo Bills on Twitter. Yeah, let's do, some, let's, let's do the Bills draft real yeah, quick. Yeah, first of all, these guys are fucking amped about Matt Arazia. 
the punter. Yeah. They are yeah. fucking. Oh, is that the kid from San Diego State? The kid that hit like three seventy yard punts. Yeah. Yeah. They are amped, and that dude, his dude's gonna wear long pants because his dick would show. I hope that guy breaks a table next year before. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure his first tweet after getting drafted was, "Someone get me a table." Like that that guy is is in. Kid gets it. Um, they also took. I mean, talking about their draft in the first round, they took Kyir Elam, cornerback out of Florida. I like that pick. With Tre'Davious White's knee injury, it's a yep. great, it's a great potential filler. Yep. Second round, James Cook, running back from Georgia. I love it. They need Georgia him. running backs, outside of No. Sean Moreno, usually. Yeah. Four to five solid years. Yep. Um, I mean, Sony Michelle's been yeah, but. Chubb. And Todd Gurley was great. Yeah. Nick Chubb, but he, you know, well, well, Nick Chubb hasn't been in the league five years yet. You know what I mean? I think, what, four? This, this is this year five. His, yeah, there you this go. This is year five, yeah. Yep. And then uh, they took a third round, took a linebacker from, Bayer, from Baylor, Ter- Terrell Bernard. Fifth round, Khalil Shakir, wide receiver from Boise State. And then sixth round, uh, the punter. And then Christian Benford, cornerback from Villanova. And then uh, round six as well, Luke Tenutra, offensive tackle from Virginia Tech. And then uh, Balen Specter, linebacker from Clemson. There so, you go. Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I, I would give them a solid B-plus draft. Absolutely. They, they definitely got some need there. Something pretty good to yeah. um, you know, take into the season. Yeah. Uh, see, just trying to think of any other ones. Uh Arizona might not have had a bad one there. They took they got Trey McBride in the second or in the second round. That was their first pick. Yeah, the Colorado State tight end. Yep, they got Maj, mm-hmm. uh, Majai or how do you say it? Majai Sanders, uh, defensive end from Cincinnati. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Cincinnati had a hell of a draft. You see that? Absolutely. Let's let's uh well let's wrap up the just I was just throwing up, yeah. I was just throwing up some random picks there. Baltimore yeah. had a nice draft as well. I agree. They had a really Kyle Ham- trading back in to get Kyle Hamilton was a good Kyle Hamilton and they got Tyler Linderbaum that was a good one yeah I mean they addressed their needs I mean in that division yeah let me ask you this before we wrap up this you know the NFL draft talk of the entire podcast altogether because we saved that you know the best for last if you will quote unquote it's delicious um, <laughs> do you think the Packers fucked up by not trading up for one of the receivers? Or do you think the Packers have earned the right to do what they did and take Christian Watson 34th and not trade up at all? Um, I don't know if they've earned any right. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm saying historically they've won a lot without ever trading up or drafting a first-round receiver. I guess I'm going with, do you think they've earned the right to justify their decision until proven wrong? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's what I'm referring to. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll go with you on that one. <clears throat> I don't know, I... You, I think you've just gotten lucky because you have one of the greatest quarterbacks out there. I think if you take that well, guy... Well, he band-aids a lot of wounds. That's what I'm saying. He he covers up a lot of imper- imperfections. Well, how, yeah. You know, there, you can say that a lot of teams, a lot of quarterbacks, though. Well, yeah, but this one is very, very gaping different. You know, these are very gaping fucking bad spots in their offense. With as many Super Bowl wins as uh, Jeff Hostetler and Trent Dilfer? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just fucking with the Packers fans because... Go Pack Go is annoying when it's in an away stadium. It is. Um, that being said, yeah. No, all right. Well, that's fair enough, boys. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up, boys. Uh, we'll, hit the, we'll hit Nate first, because usually we do Skype. We'll get Nate first. That's fair. Nate, you got any final thoughts before we sign this bad boy up? 
no, just keep tuning into the NHL playoffs. It's going to be a great, great playoffs. Very intense. It's the best. It's the best playoffs in American sports. I'll say it. it I will is, give you that. It is the best playoffs. There's, I will give there's you that. Oh. so much parody, and there's just the, the parody in it is enough to get. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, tune in and enjoy it. If you, especially if you don't like hockey, it's a great way to get inundated in the sport. Co-host of Chaos, what do you got for me, man? I'm just trying to get the fuck out of here before this rain gets crazy. Yeah, it's about to be a tornado up in this bitch. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm just gonna, city. Let's do it. I'm just going to give a quick shout-out to, uh, God bless him, man, Villarreal, 7th in La Liga. Yep. City of 50,000 people made it to the Champions League semifinal. That is utterly impressive because there's not many teams that play in stadiums. They said it on the broadcast today. The size of Holy Cross's football stadium that ever make it that far in the Champions League. So shout out to Villarreal. Um, yeah, that'll wrap it up. For the guy you love to hate, Stack I hate, and the co-host of Chaos Sky Ball, it's your boy Phil Razor saying, Swim Market Insecurities. Here's well with booze. Love you guys.